All right. Um, we had a wonderful night last night, right, over here? Yes, we had a wonderful power night. And so I was going to preach on Isaiah 9, verse 6, but the Holy Spirit this morning, I already had a sense I wouldn't be do teaching on that or something. And the Holy Spirit told me he wants to have fire fall again. I got one hallelujah out of that. Anybody else want fire to fall again? Okay, over here. So I'm going to actually teach from Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, and Bree's going to put it on the board so you can follow along with me. I'm going to teach from the Beatitudes, uh, particularly one of the Beatitudes that talks about hungering and thirsting after righteousness. I mean, no, if you hunger for something, God's going to answer it. He is. He is going to answer it. And so as I go through these, you want to take notes. Uh, there is going to be some amplifying of each of the Beatitudes for you to see how to apply them in your own personal walk. Then I do have a, a word later. Is it Michael? Is this Michael? I have a word for him. Bree, I think God wants to bless you tonight. If you're open to some prayer and ministry, that's up to you. Okay, I've got, got, got a sense from the Holy Spirit. My friend Kennedy over here, I think God wants to bless you tonight, so be ready. So those are the three that God has you know, fallen on my heart about. And, of course, he, he will do other things as well. Uh, in the years of ministry I've been a part of, uh, it's either two or 20 God says, do it. So we, we started the service with about how many of us? Five of us? I don't remember. It was kind of small. But I, I just said, God, you said start. So we started on time, and God began to, to bring hungry hearts here. That's what I want to talk about, what it means to be hungry for the, the more of God. It, it, it is an essential to be useful for God that you be hungry for it. He's just not going to fall on you. You have to reach it. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman, I like to say. He's not going to force himself on anyone. And he's looking for hungry hearts that want more of him. And if you are hungry for him, the scripture says he will, he will meet you. So let's read through the Beatitudes verse by verse. And then I want to transition into a ministry time following. So look at verse 3 in Matthew 5, verse 3. She has it there. Good. Here's the first beatitude uh, that we're supposed to put into our life. These are things that are qualities God wants every believer walking in. Sometimes we take the scripture and say it applies only to one type person, but I believe these can apply to every born again child of God. So look at the first one. Blessed or the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Something I've learned from ministry, it's the humble heart that sees more power. Will that preach good? The humble heart will see more release of God's power. Prideful people don't, don't have that. They think they will, but actually God's always reverse of what the world thinks. The world exalts prideful people, but God exalts humble people. So if you're poor in spirit, you're, you're, you're doing the right thing. If you are 
humbling yourself before a mighty God, then the scripture says the kingdom of heaven will be yours. So that tells us we need to be humble before him in everything we do. And if we will do that, we will see kingdom increase. That's, that is a biblical standard that you can go to the bank with. It will always be true. Jesus came very humbly and changed the whole landscape of the world in that one uh, resurrection act, that third day after he was crucified. If you will live poor in spirit, if you will live humbly, if you will give every gift you have from God and put it on uh, his altar and say, Lord, use it the way you desire, then he will exalt you and cause you to have fruit in other people's lives. I've watched it happen again and again as people endeavor to be used of the Holy Spirit. When they say, it's not about me, it's about him, that's when the Holy Spirit begins to move powerfully. So take that to your heart. Say, God, I want to be used powerfully. And the, the path to get there is in humility. If you will walk that way, you will see great victories. That's point number one. Beatitude number two. As she puts it up there, yes. We are so good at this. Y'all notice? I'm just kidding. All right, she's so good at this. She just is able to follow with me. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. We were talking about this in the Bible study. It does not matter how tough life has been. The Holy Spirit can go deep enough to comfort you. Sometimes we have a tough time and we give up. Ever done that? Even a pastor has done that. Sometimes we have a tough time because someone taught us you're not supposed to have any problems if you're a Christian. Ever met anybody with that theology? Oh, you got saved. You're supposed to be perfect now. No, we get saved and then God begins working in us. You're still going to have rough times as a believer. And no matter what you go through, don't give up. What does the enemy want you to do? He wants you to give up, right? You can never give up because no matter how deep the hurt or pain might be, the Holy Spirit is deeper than that. He will meet you at the point of your need no matter what is going on and meet you with the comfort of the Holy Spirit of God and pick you up out of it and exalt you again. It's only when we give up that we end up staying there. As long as you don't give up, you won't stay in those trenches. Right? If you will say, Jesus, move through me in my brokenness, that's all he needs to hear from you to say, change me. Make me be who you want me to be. That is point number two. No matter how deep the hurt, he's deeper still. Point number three, verse five. <clears throat> Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Again, that goes with the first point. If you are meek in his kingdom, you will inherit the best the earth has to offer. You, you, it's, an, it's a winning situation. 
If you're born again and spirit-filled, you're on the winning side already. Never discount that. If you are born again and know him, you signed up on the right team. You know, you're, you're a football player, right? <laughs> sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, right? But if you're on his team, you're going to always win. Does everybody agree with that? Because he doesn't lose. He never loses. Somebody shout me down or something. Come on. You know, you're on the right team. You got the right jersey. You're going to do it. Amen. So stay in him and you'll see great things happen. He wants us to walk in victory. You could write that down in your notes. He wants you to walk in victory and not defeat. Verse 6, this is the one that I'm really going to focus on tonight. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. If you have the desire for more of God, he will not disappoint you. He wants to meet you, as I said, at the point of your need. And if he sees a hungering heart, he's going to overflowingly give to you what you need to walk in victory. And that's what we saw last night. We saw great fire and victory last night. And he wants that to be a daily occurrence if we'll let him. The more we cooperate with the Holy Spirit of God, the more he will release himself to his people. And we're going to do that a little later here. Look at verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Again, that's tied to point one and point three or four, whatever it is. Merciful, if you have a merciful heart, if you walk in the mercy of heaven, you're going to see his mercy increase in you and through you. And again, that has to do with that don't give up. Don't give up. I guess I'm supposed to say that. That's the third time I've said that. Don't give up ever in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Purity of heart is not preached on much, but it's all through Scripture. It's people with pure hearts that have great victories. David, King David, had a pure heart. A man after God's own heart, the Scripture says. And he had the greatest victory anybody's ever heard of, right? He defeated who? Goliath, right? He wasn't supposed to win that battle, but he, he did. That one slingshot was perfect. And he had great victory because he had a pure heart. He wanted God's, God's plan to be done. And he said, bring that uncircumcised uh, person to me and I will bring God's victory. And he did to, to the glory of God. So be of a pure heart. Cultivate a pure heart and you'll see great victories. Blessed, verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God. I've seen many people that have this gift. They can walk right into conflict and get both sides to agree, to, to settle down, to work it out, to find a biblical solution. There's very few people that can walk in as a peacemaker, but this is a quality that is consistent with Scripture, that we learn to be peacemakers. 
in serving him. And finally, verse 10, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let me make a few statements about this. We are in a culture right now that does not want you to raise up biblical standards. You're not being politically correct to do that. You may know what I'm talking about. It's getting really bad. And some Christians are actually buying into it, and they don't want to offend anybody. But that's, that's not what we're called to do. Pastor preached about it last night, the narrow road we're called to. We're called to stand up and say there are biblical standards. We're called to say to the culture, God has a better plan, and it's not what you're trying to, in some ways, force on everyone else. And that's not being mean to say that. The reason I say that is because he has a greater plan for each person if they will seek it. But the culture is wanting us to, to pull back and, and not offend people. But that we've got to stand up for biblical truth because that's going to help them get to God's best. So it's going to be harder and harder. I'm just going to be honest with you to stand for biblical truth. And guess what? They're not going to like it. But So should we be quiet? No, we should be standing up for what's right. Like Pastor said last night, we need to be raising up a righteous standard. If we will do that, we're going to see greater victories. If you don't say something, they're going to go to a devil's 